What's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode one of the House Hacks podcast. I am your host, Steve Matthews. Oh, and I'm your co-host, <laughs> Keith Hicks. Rookie, rookie, rookie. Rookie, rookie. Uh, this podcast is about the sport that is near and dear to our hearts, and that is bowling. Well, we will uh, discuss a variety of topics. Uh, we'll share stories, good and bad. We will have weekly mostly guests. Mostly bad. Mostly bad. <laughs> <laughs> we will have uh, weekly guests. We'll include our friends who just bowl for fun, bowl competitively, and get some pros and really well-known names on the in the bowling world on this. That would be so legit. That would be awesome. Yeah, that, w- that would be fantastic. Um, but we would also love to have Norm Duke on the show, possibly. Oh. Oh, no that would be awesome. That would be elite. And then um, at the at the end of each of our shows, we uh, are going to interview with the guests. We'll have five questions for them, which, by the way, me and Steve will be answering, um, you know, towards the, the latter part of this. This, bas- this um, episode is basically an introduction of the hacks. And basically, we're going to introduce ourselves because a lot of people out there don't know really who we are. Uh, some people know us too well, probably. Yeah. But the, basically, the bottom line is is we want this to be fun and have a good time with it. About an hour. It could go more. It could go less. This episode will clearly last less than an hour, maybe, But because uh, we don't have a guest this week. Hopefully, we'll have a guest in two weeks next episode. Uh, we will try not to be very hard for Mr. Keith Hicks to avoid that. Oh, boy. And we'll try to keep the cursing to a minimum. If we do, I apologize in advance. Uh, I can see Judy listening to this podcast, and I get a text during it going, hey, you owe me a quarter in the swear jar. That's, but hopefully hopefully that won't happen. A swear jar is going to be the death of us. <laughs> um, so anyways, basically, uh, in this first episode, we just want to take the time to introduce ourselves for, for people. I mean, there's people who are listening who do know us, and some of you don't. And, and heck, maybe some of you guys will learn something that you didn't know about us. So, I think uh, what we discussed that I will go first, apparently. With, uh, with the five questions. You want to do the five questions now? Uh, I don't know. No, nah, let's wait a little bit longer. Go let's ahead. Let's just do like, okay. Steve, he's, Steve's going to introduce I, himself. I'm going to do a mini bio because I don't want to go forever. Okay. I'm Steve. I think all of you know that by now. Um, I was two weeks old in, when I first went into a bowling alley. I am a third generation bowler. Um, my grandparents bowled. My dad bowls, and of course, I bowl. Um, my first junior league, I was four years old. Um, you know, I just worked up into the ranks, bowl juniors. I turned adult when my dad needed someone on his all-star team because they quit. That's the only <laughs> reason why I turned adult. But um, I have 38 300s. I have 32 800s. Like I said, I'm not one to tap, you know, tap my horn. So I mean, as the one who's to- well, <laughs> yeah. blowing his you're, horn right now. You're the one I'm who kidding. want all this info. <laughs> I do, but I mean, I'm hey, kidding. I love bowling. It's been in my life pretty much since I was born. So, Keith, I know you don't have much to say. Yeah, very funny. <laughs> Actually, I have been in the bowling world for my whole life. The minute I popped out of my mom's little tummy, well, it was big, but then. Anyways, uh, uh, we used to hang out at University Lanes. A lot of people 
remember that place a lot of people don't my grandmother worked there forever and we were always there so i basically grew up in a bowling alley um i started bowling as a junior um and i've been bowling pretty much my whole life i mean i i've had times where i stopped you know bowling for a while when when was the first time picked up a ball that you remember uh first time i picked up a ball i would say probably when i was eight or nine years old what's the first ball that you remember throwing first ball i remember throwing a house ball plastic well i remember i'll <laughs> never forget it my first bowling ball was a like a blue sparkle like red and white bonanza mine was purple i think surprisingly of enough, course it would be purple it was a purple ball purple that was purple. off the off the house ball rack yeah. and i think it was six pounds nice <laughs> through nice. a six pound house ball um but anyways yeah so i've been i've been pretty much on and off in leagues uh 1989 was when i first got back heavily into bowling i was bowling a couple times a week was that because you're in the military yeah when I, I went in the army and then i lived out in, in arizona for a while gotcha um for th- for three years um running a propane company nice. out there um but yeah i came back and I started bowling heavily in 89 all the way up till now. I've been pretty solid. I mean, I have... You bowl more than I do now. <laughs> I do bowl three nights a week when, when we're bowling, of course. Um, I oh, have yeah. about 15 300s. I have about six 800s. And, I, yeah, well, I wouldn't say multiple. <laughs> you guys know of one. And I got I recordings. <laughs> I won't admit to anything else. <laughs> but, yeah, that's pretty much it. So I've been bowling for 40, 40 plus years. Um, and in 1989, 1990. And see, I think I for I was serious about it always, but I think I got really serious about it when my dad all of a sudden decided he wanted me to in greater junior uh, Los Angeles All Stars and bowl tournaments up there. He would uh, wake me up at 4:30 every morning, every Sunday morning. And we would drive up there to oh, compete with the big dogs. And that was a lot of fun back then. How so. old were you? Oh, God. 16, oh, 16 wow. 17. Yeah. I, used to, I used to go up. I was, I was in my 20s, but my mom was married to Rich Bouchard. A lot of people know who he is, but he was a bowler. Um, and we used to go and bowl in the Harry Grant Classic. I don't know if anybody ever knows who that is, that but it's up in uh, in in California where where the Karate Kid was. Oh jeez, <laughs> oh, and it was a seven gamer, seven games across seven lanes. And uh, I mean that was that was something rough for me because I'm not used to bowling that many games in yeah. a row. You know, yeah. <laughs> and I had just started getting serious about bowling, but that was fun. We'd take the bus up there. You take the bus. Yes, we would oh, ride. A, we would ride a bus trip up there. That's what, what was that? Um, what was the town that that the Karate I Kid was know. in? But anyways, a lot of you who know what the what the wax on, wax off Harry yeah. Grant Classic is, you would know. You would know what it is. So. What what town it is? So that's pretty much. I mean, we can go on, but I don't want to bore everyone to death. And we don't. We want to save some things. Yeah, we want to save some. Save it for later. So. So, do you want to roll with the five questions that we have? Give those five questions that we're going to ask people. Now, keep in mind, these aren't always going to be the same questions. We're going to change them up from time to time. Um, So, anyways, 
we're going to um, get ready to ask these questions. Okay, um, so Steve, the first question of the five I'm going to ask you, and then I'll be answering the question as well after Steve's done, but he's going first. Of course. Of course. <laughs> so anyways, question one, what is your favorite ball of all time and why? Oh, you see, I thought about this, and it's between two. Okay. Now, do I go with the ball that obviously go gets all the <laughs> honor scores or go to the one that I was most concerned? So the, the tough decision for me was it was between the intense fire by storm or the ebonite wipeout. Um, the intense storm, God, I booked 238 with that ball all year long. Um, but the ebonite wipeout... Um, I'm probably going to go with that ball because I in with that ball and my shoes in a Vons bag and I would have been perfectly fine in nice. any house I would have gone to. Um, yeah. I, I think I had maybe like six, three hundreds and five, eight hundreds with that ball. And, um, yeah. And I think, and that was when I was 21 or 22. And that's when I really started to feel handle, you know, you know, bowling with the big boys. Yeah. 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 But, um, God, that Ebonite wipeout. And, and I come home <laughs> one day at lunchtime just to do something at my, at my folks' house, and that ball was cracked oh. literally all. Isn't that fun? Dude, I was <laughs> devastated. That ball was cracked from the ring finger all the way over to the thumb hole. And it's just like I look at it. I'm like, throw it in the dumpster. <laughs> <laughs> you, know? you can't get it fixed. You can't get it fixed. I don't think any amount of plug can fix that thing. No, you can use it as a lawn ornament. So, Keith, what is your favorite ball? Rattled this around in my head a little bit. And um, actually, honestly, my favorite ball I used for 10 years was the Brunswick Edge. It was a red ball. That's an old fossil. And that was old. I did shoot a 300 with it. And I've had several you know honor scores with it but um the 300 that i shot you know was what happened to be in city tournament Excellent. and that's what that's what made that ball stick in my head that's and i cool. did use it for a long time that's cool and what that's was cool about cool. it it was a dull surface and back then i threw the ball really hard i mean i throw it you hard still now throw it hard but can you imagine a couple miles an hour faster and that's how I threw it back then. So instead of Mach 7, you were throwing Mach 9. Pretty much, Got yeah. It. So understand. So that's that's kind of why, and it's it just a ball that stuck with me a long time. That's cool, man. An oldie bit of goodie. Those yeah. are always good. Yeah, exactly. But I do love Storm now. I and Roto Storm grip, and Roto Grip, that's all I'll throw. That's all that's I all throw. That's all I throw. Okay, so question two. If it wasn't for bowling, what would you be doing? <sighs> I have no idea, to be honest with you, because because I, I mean, I was born into bowling. That's that's all I've ever known. You know, I mean, I was two weeks old at Frontier Lanes and my, you know, I was being passed around by everybody because my dad was a, the night manager there. So I mean, yeah. it was in my blood. I mean, I can honestly say I have no idea what I would do if it was up to me, if it, it probably wouldn't have worked out. But I would love to have been playing baseball and stuff like that. But besides bowling you know i really never even thought about it did you play other sports yes i played baseball i played basketball soccer for like 10 years oh wow and uh yeah but bowling was just you know the true love that i never wanted to get rid of so makes sense yeah 
what what would you be doing, sir? Well, honestly, if I wasn't bullying, I You'd would be have been, hanging out on El Cajon Boulevard. Besides that, oh okay, okay. Um, I would be playing. I would would have really liked to pursue baseball. Oh yeah, because I I did play. That's baseball. our second favorite sport. <laughs> I I did play baseball for a long time. I mean, I play softball. Mm-hmm. And uh, with baseball, though, was was something I feel I missed my calling on. I did try out for the Houston Astros twice here in El Cajon when they had open tryouts back oh, yeah. in the 80s. Oh, wow. Yeah. Damn. So uh, we won't go into why I didn't make it, but I'll tell you what. It was something minor. suck. Oh. It was something minor. But in baseball, oh. something minor can oh, cost course. something big. Oh, yeah. So, oh, yeah. But believe me, it wasn't my hitting, in case you all want to know that. And it, and it wasn't my glove. Doubtful, so. doubtful. <laughs> I doubt. But that's probably what I'd be doing. But like Steve, I I was born into bowling, and I've always loved bowling. And yeah, I mean, there's there's no going no going away from it. Nope. So. And we'll do it till we're old enough. If we ever get back on the lanes, <laughs> yeah, again. a year or two. Yeah. Um. Okay. So number three, who was the biggest influence on your bowling career? My dad. No, no doubt, my dad. Pops. He he probably doesn't realize that now but he he always has and always will um him and my mom were my bigger supporters you know i would i i'm speaking of how how much they would do for me for bowling back in 94 state championship which made me qualify for the international finals in denver colorado and so you know dad took a week or two off of work went out to denver for you know, a week or two, bowled the tournament. I don't know how well I, – I can't remember how well I did, but I mean – and him, like I said, driving me all over Los Angeles every weekend so I can just get better. And that, and right, that, that, right. Me, that means a lot to me too. So That's awesome. And who was your biggest influence? You know, I really – I mean, obviously my mom and, and my – I've had several stepdads. My regular dad wasn't – he was even in sports, but – um, I've had several bullying people in my life that I have always, um, been around and learned bowling from. Heck, I used to keep score with the damn grease pencils at, oh, I remember alcohol and bowl. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I used to do all that, but anyways, the biggest influence aside from my parents, Dennis Cartwright that I everybody probably knows. And, and then my, my stepdad, Rich Bouchard. But the biggest influence, I would say, would be a guy I used to watch from the beginning of his career to the till literally now, which is Norm Duke. Norm Duke, yeah. And I've always watched this guy. I've always loved the way he bowled. I always loved the way he threw the ball. Now, obviously, I don't throw the ball like him, but just his love for the sport, and, mm-hmm. and that's, well, that's he's good. kind of an influence. Excellent. Excellent. So, anyway, so next, number four. This is going to be a fun one. Oh, God. What is your greatest accomplishment in the sport? <sighs> um, being in the San Diego and California uh, Hall of Fames. Um, awesome. It just... It just makes me realize how much, you know, I was actually... I feel like I've been recognized because like, I, you know, you, you think you're recognized, but you, you, you know, you feel like you're you're not. But it's lame, and you know, and you're, you know, you, I, I got elected 
to the San Diego Hall of Fame two years ago, completely honored. And uh, this year, uh, I found out that I got elected to the California State Hall of Fame, which uh, the ceremony will be held next year, not this year, due to lovely COVID. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, awesome. But yeah, I mean, that, that has to be it, being in, in two Hall of Fames. I mean, I just don't think it can get much better than that. Yeah, no, that's cool. That uh, that's nice to have that accomplishment. Um, I would say for me, um, I have I haven't I have uh, goals that I want to accomplish. I want to make it to the Hall of Fame, and I feel like I'm so close. I need two Hall All Star All Star game. I need two All Star appearances. COVID screw that up. COVID's been screwing a lot of things. So, but yeah, I need two all-star appearances. So to qualify, once I get that, then I'll qualify. Yeah. I just have to be nominated. Yeah. Um, but as far as my two accomplishment, my one accomplishment that I can say that I have right now is one, my being able to average what I average right now in yeah. the two twenties consistently. Yeah. And then I had a season a while back where I had, uh, I had actually, actually, this is a story I'll tell you for oh, another time. I'm not going to tell you now, but anyways, I'll just you let you might know. might as well. We got the time. Yeah, we do. We do. We have quite a bit of time, actually. So anyway, so basically what happened, it's kind of a little story, but um, uh, that has to do with this question. Uh, one Friday night, it was actually the season before I got to bowl with you and Pops okay. on your team on Friday okay. night. And it was the last season. It was literally the last week of the season. And I had been bowling with you guys on uh, the I Love San Diego League. We had started that. Yes. And um, within four days, I had shot two 300s. That's right. You did. And I shot and I shot an 804 in a four-day span. That's right. And, well, the funny thing is about the Friday Night League, the, when I shot the 300, literally before I stopped, stopped, it was the last game. And I said, I need a 300 to hit eight. Oh, that's right, and you did. And I, I had, I had remember walking up to uh, my mom, and I said, you know, or actually, I think Dennis was pulling in the league at the time. I walked up and I said, hey, I said, I need three hundred to shoot eight, and I'll be damned if I didn't shoot that three hundred. So wait a minute. So <laughs> you had the front nine, and no one walked away for ten minutes. Like no, no, no. To some they might have <laughs> whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, so that's my pretty much my one of my accomplishments. Nice, dude. That I can, Very good. Uh, Very good. And that got me in a roll because then they all just came. Oh, yeah. Dude. Once, once you get the first two, dude, they just come a rolling. They really do. So uh, last question. Last question. Thank God. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> this one's going to be fun, uh, but I'm pretty sure I'm going to be the number one one here on that one but doubtful uh what was your worst performance in a tournament i talk. i we were talking about this earlier now see this was a whole week of tournaments of two tournaments that was just <laughs> horrid but the first one wasn't as bad as the second one so the first tournament we made a whole week of it we bowled state tournament up in northern california which was pitiful that was bad then we cruised over to Reno to bowl nationals. I don't know what year this was. I want to say it was maybe like 2010 or maybe 2011, something in that sort. So we go to Reno. 
and I'm feeling I'm still feeling good because I was still bowling well before all the crap happened. So I get into about maybe a thousand or fifteen hundred dollars in brackets, and I'm feeling good. We're bowling team event. First game out of the gate, I shoot one twenty one. Fantastic. And we all know <laughs> when you're in brackets or bowling, period, 121 is not very good. So needless to say, I was seething from games two to game three till I went to unless, bed that night. Unless so, the guy they put you against shoots 90. So, but, but here's the kicker. Here's the kicker. Out of all those brackets, I won one bracket. Actually got by the first game. Actually I don't beat know. Somebody. <laughs> I don't know what I shot the second or third game because at that point you just don't care. That's awesome. But yes, yeah, so I put in fifteen hundred and I got twenty five back, which is pretty dang poor. So that was my worst performance. Nice, nice. Well, let's see. My worst performance was actually. He's more- got tons of horrible performance, <laughs> folks. Just to let you know, it's really tough to pick one. It, this guy it was my team event still don't quite sure what the year was did i say 2015 i think it was 15 or 14 anyways it was in reno and in team event my first game was a whopping 115 sweet i beat you hey were you the guy <laughs> i had in my bracket I was, <laughs> <laughs> and keep in mind i was the guy that's averaging two teens at this time you know I was in all, all but high. It's a two completely teams. different animal. Dude. It is. We all know that. It is, but you know, you think you'd know how to adjust, but I guess I just didn't at the time. And then I stepped it up a little with a big buck eighty, which for it's a tournament far better than one fifteen. A lot better. <laughs> oh, and then I uh, come back down to reality for the third game with a nice big buck forty-seven for a whole whopping 442 series outstanding sir hey i won 45 dollars <laughs> i bet that helped with all events too i bet it did oh it was fantastic so that is by far my worst performance all right so that's the five questions we have uh anything you want to else before i proceed to uh thank some folks because we all knew this was going to be a short episode to begin with because we don't have a guest yeah no i think we're good okay. i think that's it we'll just save save some stuff for oh, you yeah. know I'll oh, spread yeah. it out totally so the first person i'd like to thank is your brother chuck hicks that guy that guy so folks when we first decided to do this podcast we were looking around on the internet for equipment and stuff we bought a a three podcast person kit keith and i took three hours three and a half hours it was three hours yeah it was a while three hours that we couldn't figure out been a lot of time uh trying to figure we were cussing and just it was it was horrible and so recently keith's brother chuck came over who's into all the gadgets and stuff for podcasting and you know yeah he he did the video and sound for for the church for numerous years yes so it took him a half hour max to get us going. With, yeah. Thank God for that man because I was <laughs> exactly just upset. Um, so thank God for Chuck. Thank you. We're on, he he was a big part of helping us get into going. Um, another person I'd like to thank my good friend Chris Sully. Um, when Keith and I decided to do this podcast, I reached out to him because this guy is just a genius when it comes to podcasting and streaming. Um, in fact, when he and I were chatting about it, he sent me a link of a podcast he did from a back on how to start a podcast. Um, 
it was very informative, very helpful. I must have taken three to four pages of, of notes from it. Um, he created the Nerd Foo podcast. He currently does a podcast with his brother called Movie Retakes, which is <laughs> which is hilarious because what they do is they take a movie and they just dissect the heck out of it. And if they were to do like a sequel, how would they do it? And they do like Easter eggs and stuff. It's it's he was a part of the Funko Funk cast, which did 139 episodes. And I wish that podcast would still be continuing today. Um, and he is also doing a live game streaming o- over on Twitch. And that's awesome to watch as well. He does plays a lot of video games, talks with a lot of the community. Um, so please go ahead and support him. He is one of the most nicest, genuine people you'll ever meet. And uh, once you listen or watch him, I guarantee you, you'll think the same. On Twitch, his channel name is C.S. Sully. And it's C-S-S-U-L-L-Y. Um, last but not least, Miss Julie Beauvais. Uh, she is the one who created our artwork for the podcast, and she did an absolute amazing job. Uh, when I chatted with her on some of the ideas, she basically just said, hey, I have an idea. You'll like it. Don't worry about it. And uh, and she nailed it the first time, dude. I mean, when I showed it to you, you were just like, yeah, that's home fantastic. Run, home run. Um, yeah, definitely. She is super talented and one of the nicest people you can meet as well. Um, if you have any artwork that you want done, she's definitely the one to go to. Her email is julianabavay5 at gmail.com. That's J-U-L-I-A-N-N-A-B-O-V-A-E-5 at gmail.com. I promise you will not be disappointed. So, my friend. Oh, and of course, of course, you can hit us up on all our social media channels on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at House Hacks Podcast. And if you have any suggestions, comments, feedback... Hopefully it's good feedback. <laughs> you can hit you can hit us up at househackspodcast at gmail.com. Cool. Y'all done? We're all good? Uh, I think we're good, but you know, hopefully uh So this is roughly twenty six minutes. And like yeah. I said, folks, once we get a guest going on here. You're looking at um, least thirty more minutes. Oh yeah. At least thirty more minutes. So like I said, our goal's like a half hour or so. Form that we're gonna do like, you know, when we're gonna what we're gonna talk about and Yep. You know, certain certain uh, things every week, not just random stuff. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, we're going to have like maybe one week we'll have like lane conditions, um, oil patterns. Yeah. Oh, oil patterns. No, oh, we good, won't get into that. Good God. We something we have to research. Yeah, exactly. Oh, this is easy as possible. But, you know, if anybody has any suggestions on what to talk about, you know, oh, yeah. on our podcast, Absolutely. Hey, send them to us. We'll we'll freaking put it in there. Absolutely. So I think I'm going to sign off, my friend. All right. For Sounds Keith good. Hick, for Keith Hicks, I am your host. Always, always keep your balls out of the